Welcome everyone to the Elevator Pitch, an ATS Breathe Easy podcast. My name is Siva Bhavani. I'm an assistant professor of medicine at Emory University. On this podcast, I talk to the scientists behind innovative new studies to get their elevator pitch, the big picture story behind their research. And importantly, we explore how these studies can change the way we care for patients in the ICU. Dr. Ashana, could you introduce yourself for the listeners? Dr. Bhavani, thanks so much for having me here today. My name is Deepshika Ashana. I am an assistant professor of pulmonary and critical care medicine at Duke University, and I am also a health services researcher. My research primarily focuses on health equity um, and how clinicians and health systems contribute to racial disparities in serious illness care. Today, we're here to talk about your study, Equitably Allocating Resources During Crises. Racial Differences in Mortality Prediction Models. The results from the study were recently published in the Blue Journal. Dr. Ashana, could you give us your elevator pitch for this study? So, you know, as intensivists, we all know that the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has resulted in a large number of patients with critical illness who require ICU resources. There has been an ongoing worry that at times the demand for these resources may outstrip the available supply. To help us determine how to effectively um, triage limited uh, critical care resources, ethicists have developed crisis standards of care that can be used for triage during the COVID-19 pandemic and actually have previously been developed for other health crises like natural disasters or mass casualty situations. CSCs generally promote two main ethical goals to save the most lives and to do so fairly. And to achieve the first goal, CSCs suggest prioritizing patients with the best chances of survival to receive scarce resources. In the United States, most CSCs, more than 75%, operationalize this by using the SOFA score, the Sequential Organ Failure Assessment Score, to rank patients based on their predicted probability of surviving their hospital stay. However, whether using the SOFA score allows us to achieve the goal of distributing resources fairly is not known. And that was the main goal of our study. My co-authors and I set out to determine whether the SOFA score is equally good at predicting mortality among Black and white patients. We did this by using a retrospective database of patients with sepsis and acute respiratory failure who were admitted to 27 hospitals. We assessed a number of parameters of prediction model performance, including discrimination and calibration. And the main result of our study is the SOFA score is miscalibrated in a way that is racially biased. It overestimates mortality among Black patients and underestimates mortality among white patients. Now, remember, we had said that the main goal of CSCs is to prioritize giving scarce critical care resources to the patients who are most likely to survive. Therefore, our finding is problematic because using the SOFA score would lead us to believe that Black patients are sicker or more likely to die than they actually are. Therefore, they would be last in line to receive scarce critical care resources. We actually tried to quantify the impact of this um, miscalibration in our paper, and we found that 81% of Black patients who are categorized into lower priority CSC categories Um, And also 9% of all Black patients would be improperly excluded from the highest priority CSC category. In other words, the impact of this miscalibration is large. 
This is fascinating because prior to this type of work, I think most of us um, thought about SOFA and other scoring systems as unbiased objective metrics. And as you were mentioning, the big problem is that the SOFA score is overestimating mortality in Black patients. So it makes Black patients seem sicker than they actually are. So what components of the SOFA score do you think contribute most to this miscalibration? Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, of course, that's the first um, thing that we need to determine um, on the path towards developing better scores or developing a modified version of the SOFA score that is equitable. Um, so the SOFA score includes six components, as you were alluding to. It has um, respiratory coagulation, hepatic, cardiovascular, central nervous system, and renal. What we found is that the renal component is most likely to contribute to the miscalibration that we observed. Specifically, in our study population, Black patients were less likely than white patients to die in the hospital on average, yet they had significantly higher renal subscores. And we know that racial bias and measurement of renal function has received considerable attention in recent years. For these reasons, we actually performed several analyses with a modified SOFA score that excluded creatinine, and this modification resulted in the best calibration of all the scores that we tested. So that's the first way um, that we believe that SOFA score contributes to racial bias. The second is that SOFA also includes treatments such as respiratory support. So those would be things like non-invasive or invasive mechanical ventilation, as well as vasopressor therapy. This is problematic because we know that there are racial differences in access to treatments, clinicians' propensity to prescribe these treatments, and perhaps even patients' preferences to receive such treatments. For these reasons, the inclusion of ICU treatments may also contribute to the racial miscalibration that we observed. And finally, there might be other you know, mechanisms by which the surface score is biased. For example, the Glasgow Coma Scale is a component of the score, and I think anything that involves human measurement, we have to be you know, careful about using and really confirm that we're applying it in an equitable way, because I think that could also be prone to racial bias. Okay, so it sounds like the renal component is driving a fair bit of this, but there's also the physician interventions. And then you also mentioned the GCS, which is interesting because that does kind of include the subjective human measurement error as well. How do you foresee the results of the study informing policymakers and designing protocols for crisis standards of care? Because I think that's very relevant at this unfortunate moment we're in in the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. And that was our intention in testing the predictive accuracy of the LAPS-2 score, as well as all of the modifications of the SOFA and LAPS that we tested as well. For the present moment, unfortunately, there's not a perfect solution, but uh, we got pretty close to it. So for example, as I had mentioned, we excluded the creatinine component of the SOFA score, um, which improved calibration. Um, and so I think for developers of CSCs, they should pay particular attention to how renal function is, um, is measured. And then the other practical suggestion would be that we have to sort of balance using as much granular data as possible um, while not sacrificing usability at the bedside. And then the third would be also to be very wary, as we were just discussing, about including um, any treatment variables in these acuity scores. Another thing I'll add as sort of a final point is, um, you know, one thing that we should not do, and this is um, relevant to the ongoing discussion about um, race-based correction for um, kidney function. I think one thing that CSC developers should take care not to do is to incorporate race um, into, um, into these scoring systems. Although that can be um, an expedient solution, I think um, you know, doing so is dangerous for a number of reasons that people have, um, that other researchers have already described. 
the main of which is that we know that race is very poorly correlated with genetic diversity, which is really the primary purpose of including race in, in biomedical research studies. But I think the other um, sort of caution is that incorporating race into medical care or research or these sorts of algorithms, you know, just perpetuates the myth that the color of a person's skin is relevant to their biology or to health and illness. And so I think we really need to, you know, do the hard work of understanding um, what the other determinants are, like we were talking about, such as um, the treatments that are included in SOFA or um, how renal function is measured. So really the underlying mechanisms. So the effect of adding race, I guess, explicitly into an algorithm, what you're saying is it would be more of a quick fix band-aid without actually addressing the inherent issues. Yes, that's right. And I think, you know, that has been the um, intention of including um, race and other calculations, for example, for um, GFR, uh, for adjusted GFR calculations, which we, um, you know, now there's been a whole body of literature published on the unintended consequences of that. Um, so although that might be an expedient solution, it really doesn't allow us to understand the, the root causes of why these associations exist, you know, so in our study, why the miscalibration exists. So I think that the bigger picture takeaway is that we should always assume that even in these quote unquote objective measures, racial bias is likely to exist. And so we have to take proactive measures to look for it and then plan strategies to mitigate it. I think the bigger picture that you provide is, you know, absolutely true. And it's interesting because SOFA score is not new. It's not something that just came out of this pandemic. So we've had this SOFA system for a while, and obviously it's miscalibrated. And we think about miscalibration in terms of CSCs and allocation if we're ever in that kind of a crisis scenario. How do you think these miscalibrations and inaccuracies affect ICU care beyond the pandemic and beyond crisis standards of care? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really important question. So I think, you know, your first point, I'll just um, highlight again that CSCs may be invoked in any situation where critical care resources are limited. So these may be broadly applicable to things like mass casualty events or natural disasters. Um, you know, so we do need to really do the hard work of developing um, equitable triage systems now to plan for um, such future health crises. The second point is that, you know, SOFA, Apache, and other acuity scores are commonly used um, really in all critical care research, either for severity adjustment or as eligibility criteria. Um, so that is another reason why we need to pay attention to um, the racial bias that's embedded in these scores, because racial miscalibration of acuity scores may lead to inequitable access to critical care trials or improper severity adjustment, which may, you know, sort of confound the mortality effects that we're looking for for ICU treatments and things like that. So um, I think that this finding is very relevant to the ongoing pandemic, but also to critical care research more broadly. And the final point that I'll make is it just reminds us that algorithmic bias is ever present, you know, sort of like I was alluding to earlier. And so Increasingly so, we're using more and more clinical algorithms um, in the care of critically ill patients. So again, I'll just highlight the point that I made earlier is that we have to assume that these seemingly objective algorithms are racially biased in some way, and we have to um, proactively plan to do these sorts of analyses. Applying an equity lens from the beginning, like you're saying, is important because without being aware of it, these algorithmic biases could just stay in our systems that we're using. And so this is an incredibly important field of research. Dr. Ashana, could you tell the listeners the future direction for your research? 
Absolutely. So, you know, as I had mentioned, my research uh, platform broadly focuses on understanding how clinicians and health systems contribute to racial disparities and serious illness care. And so this is an example, I think, of how um, there's institutional or structural um, racial bias in our care and my future work, my ongoing, I should say, and future work um, focuses more on the interpersonal aspects of care. So um, in the ICU specifically, how clinicians communicate with families of critically ill patients and particularly how they make medical decisions for critically ill patients, whether there is racial bias embedded in that sort of communication um, is a big focus of my, of my current work. Dr. Ashana, I want to thank you for sharing your insights with us on the Elevator Pitch podcast. Thanks very much for having me. It was my pleasure to be here. Three takeaways from this episode. Number one, SOFA scores are poorly calibrated by race. The SOFA score underestimates mortality in white patients and overestimates mortality in black patients. Number two, the renal component of the SOFA score may be driving this miscalibration, and removal of this component may result in a better calibrated score. Number three, in this age of clinical algorithms, it's essential that we approach these algorithms and scoring systems with an equity lens in order to proactively identify racial bias. Thank you all for listening to The Elevator Pitch. Join us next time for the big picture behind the latest critical care study.